who, in your mind, who's the starting other guard? First of all, did you say Obre Jr.? Come on, bro. It's Obre Jr. Man, get it together. First of all, you got to get the names right. Okay. You get your names right say. for all these stats well, you do? first you of all, right? you know, Anthony wants the big, everyone's got the big three. Anthony wants, like, the big ten. <laughs> five. Five would do. Just give me a starting five. What do you, what do you think, like, Okay, you know? okay. All right, stop the shenanigans. <laughs> all of a sudden. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Matter of Stats podcast. Myself, Anthony, and the fellas, Billy and Kobe, with you as always. Guys, what's up? What's going on, boys? What's happening? It's Taco Tuesday. You know the drill. Let's keep it moving. All right, here we go. Start with uh, this week's uh, sports headlines. So last night, the Kansas Jayhawks made history overcoming the largest deficit in a championship game by defeating the North Carolina Tar Heels for their fourth national championship in the school's history. Also over the weekend, Coach K coached his final game in Saturday's Final Four loss to North Carolina. Fittingly, they marked the first time the two schools had ever faced each other in the NCAA tournament. Bruce Arians announced that he's stepping down as the Bucks head coach to move into the front office. His lead assistant and former Jets head coach Todd Bowles will take over. And finally, in some local sports news, some of the local teams made some big headlines. The Rams signed former Seahawks All-Pro linebacker Bobby Wagner to a five-year deal. The L.A. Dodgers traded outfielder A.J. Pollock to get uh, closer Craig Kimbrell. And the L.A. Angels released former uh, All-Pro superstar Justin Upton on Saturday. All pro would be for football, but that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think they I know still, it just I know. Yeah, they're they're still gonna pay him. Um, I think they're just making room. They want to get younger, uh, faster in that outfield. You know, Justin had a a probably his worst year ever last year, you know, given he probably you know, he has some injuries and stuff as well as most of the team did. But I mean if it was me, you're still paying him. You might as well just keep him on the roster. But at the same time, you want other positions, you know, so on, be younger, maybe extra pitching, whatever they want to do. So it's what it is. You know, we're going to pay him just like we did everyone else that we've signed. So, <laughs> but a great move by uh, Dodgers signing Kimbrell. That was a good move by them. A uh, good move by uh, Rams signing Wagner with uh, Vaughn Miller going elsewhere so and uh you know surprised about arians that kind of surprised me a little bit with brady coming back but yeah do do we do we know by any chance anthony uh what position bruce arians is going to be uh uh taking over in the front office we don't know um oh. at least i don't know i haven't Here seen we i haven't seen oh. anything to specify <laughs> exactly what role he plans to take in the front office mhm interesting Okay. As far as coach, I know you have your, I know you have your conspiracy theories there, Kobe. (laughs) Hey, I'm not no Sammy Zane. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, yeah, just, just what I'm, just what I'm hearing out there. Just, uh, yeah. But, uh, as far as coach K's final game, yeah, tough loss, man. Um, you know, I, I, I obviously was pulling for Duke big time, had a little bit of a lead going into the second half and, 
uh, just couldn't get anything going uh, from the three-point line. Had some early foul trouble and uh, tough to go out that way, you know, to, to North Carolina on Saturday. But, hey, what can you do? Uh, he, he seemed pleased and happy with the way his, uh, you know, career ended and uh, thanked all, all the guys on the squad and, you know, a legendary career for Coach K. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. He will, you know, be missed from the college ranks. Uh, obviously the NBA yep. people have a lot of respect for him. His years, you know, with the dream team, Olympic basketball, he will surely be missed. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Moving right along. So to keep uh, Kobe's tacos fresh here. Yeah. They're waiting the on me. They're waiting on me. Are, I know they are. I, kn- <laughs> I know they are. I'm trying to, move, I'm trying to keep the train moving for you. <laughs> So the Lakers NBA season is slowly coming to a close or in some people's, I guess, eyes, not slow enough, oh, it's, but it's closing tonight. unfortunately <clears throat> it might. Yeah. The Lakers find themselves in a tough spot. They're two games back of the Spurs with four games left for the final play in tournament position. And um, assuming that we don't win our final four games and the Spurs don't lose three of their final four games. The Lakers will be eliminated. And like Billy said, could be as soon as uh, after the sun's game this evening. Then of course the focus will shift immediately on the off season, rebuilding the roster, finding a new coach. It's not a surprise to hear today that the Lakers are expected to let go of Frank Vogel immediately. Once the season comes to an end and then let the games and rumors begin folks. (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's go. Cool. Give us, oh. give us, uh, give us your expert opinion. Okay, well, my expert opinion is that n- nothing changes really on my thoughts on the Lakers. It's like I've been saying for weeks now. We're done. Uh, I know you, Anthony. You keep trying to delay the inevitable with uh, just like you just said right now. You're like, oh, if, if the Spurs lose all four of their games and we can win all of ours, and you know, we'll we'll make it in. Uh, uh, this is over. This is done and over. Uh, LeBron, I, LeBron's not right. playing tonight. Not LeBron's not playing tonight. I know you'll still hang on to some glimmer of hope, but uh, let, let's get to the, to to the real talk here. Uh, the last twenty four hours have been all about what Magic Johnson and his comments have been on get up and first take. Um, and you know, it's funny because he does make it seem like it would have been a very simple uh, process to acquire Demar Derozan, but we all know that. That that wasn't the case, uh, but right, you know me. I'm not a coulda, woulda, shoulda guy, uh, so it didn't happen, and we move on. But if you want to elaborate on that a little bit more on what he said and what it would have taken to get Demar Derozan, uh, feel free. Well, well, you're you're 100 right, and you know what? I'll give you some credit, Kobe. You're right. You you wow. always are a you you gotta play the you know play the hand you're dealt, and and that's fair. Um, and you know me, I'm always going to look at all angles, you know, injuries, it all matters. But all that aside, we all agree this was a disaster, unexpected to all of us. And I think, yes, we're at this point. Let's 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 end it. Let's move on. But you're right. Just to get back quickly to what you're saying about magic. A few things that magic didn't mention. Obviously, the, the key to the DeRozan thing was the third year. Now, a sign and trade doesn't work with less than a three-year deal. So the Lakers couldn't do a sign-and-trade like Chicago did for less than a three-year deal. And that was the hang-up. The Lakers didn't want to 
give DeMar DeRozan or anyone for that matter, more than a two-year deal. And even if you could have, you didn't have enough cap space. You still would have had to get rid of all those guys to get DeMar or Buddy Heald or maybe both of them if you, you know, really maneuvered it right. So it's not quite as simple as magic makes it sound. You needed the third year. You needed to move those guys anyways to have the cap space. So basically you could look at it like you could have the roster we have right now, or you could have DeRozan or, you know, Buddy Heald, but you still wouldn't have Kuz and KCP and those guys because they would have had to go anyways. But but do you think with like a healthy Heald, you know, being that we don't have a healthy nun and then DeRozan playing the way is, you know, obviously making more buckets than Russ. Don't you think that would have been an improvement with, say, Heald and Russ and maybe a couple of the other guys that we already have, Monk or whoever that we signed in the offseason? It probably would have been a more of an improvement, possibly, because LeBron runs the show no matter what. That's been the main problem is LeBron it, needs to have the ball, you know, and Russ doesn't – Obviously, Russ plays better without LeBron on the floor. We've seen it. It's been proven. So what do you think as far as that goes? Well, you're you're right. It might have been. But, I mean, you could say if LeBron and AD don't get hurt, the season might have been different, right? So you can always play that, the what if. AD's going to get hurt. AD's going to get hurt. Yeah, that's a given, right? He's going to get hurt. You want to play the what if. What Kobe always talks about, Kobe's favorite thing, defense. Do DeRozan and Buddy Heald play defense? No, they don't. So would we still have the same problems on defense? Quite possibly. But going with your argument is better offense leads to better defense. Damar and Buddy Heald bring better offense. Yeah, that's true. He's got you there. Right, but this team should <laughs> – yes, but this team was supposed to be elite offensively, and that didn't happen. So there's no guarantees – if, if DeMar DeRozan's on, let me ask you something, Bill. If DeMar DeRozan's on this team, do you think he's putting up the same numbers he's putting up in Chicago? Well, again, uh, that's the coulda, woulda, shoulda. Who knows? Yeah. And to bring this up, too, is like there was a couple teams this year that were supposed to be good offensively, the Nets being another one of them. And uh, they were one of the worst teams defensively this year, too. So that's the common denominator right there. The Nets, the Lakers, both 10th and 11th can't you know win any games why because they're just trying to outscore and outpoint everybody but that that's not that's not a formula for success in the nba in my opinion you're right and, and they and they were also heavily injured so well it's been you, proven. i'm just i'm just saying it's all it's all it's all valid but the point i was trying to make is if you swap DeRozan and russ just for the sake of argument rosen's numbers probably go down with this team and russ's numbers probably go up maybe I mean, Maybe. again, it's it's hard to say. There, it's your big uh, if. <laughs> well, but that's you're asking me a what if question. So, yeah. oh, you're right. Yeah, I mean, we'll never know, right? Right. All right. Moving into our favorite segment thus far, our winning time segment, as we like to call it. This week we saw episode five of Winning Time, and this is kind of a cool episode because the season actually begins. You get to see this Laker team take the floor, uh, start to win some games and shine under McKinney's, you know, new fast paced dynamic offense. Yeah. Um, And it's a fun episode. It it, obviously it ends with a little bit of tragedy as it shows us the, the gruesome bicycle accident that coach McKinney uh, suffers 
at the end, which ends up putting him in a coma. But for the most part, I think it was a pretty fun episode. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I, I think it was a good uh, episode for sure. Um, we got a deeper look into Kareem and his spirituality and his religious beliefs and how he viewed the game and the world at the time, um, which which was kind of crazy to me because, you know, when you think about it, like, like even when they show magic, like he's out there with like energy and he's excited and he's hyped up. And it's like to be able to keep that composure and that calm during that like time period, like it was pretty crazy to see, you know, and uh, you know, you, you even kind of see that uh, friction between uh, Kareem and magic and their scuffle when they got into it in the locker room. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? I mean, Billy? you basically touched on everything. <laughs> I was, that's what I got the most out of it. <laughs> you know, how Kareem was kind of trying to adjust to, you know, a, basically a new style of game. You know, they, it's a whole change for him and he yeah. was stuck on his old ways, you know, and he didn't, you know, you could see he wasn't feeling it. You know, he was sitting out in practices. He was kind of not wanting to do the running and gunning and stuff like that. And, my, 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 hold on, Billy, before you go, my favorite line of the whole episode was practice is over Houdini. When, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. When Kareem yeah. says that to magic, cause magic's like, Oh, Hey cap, can I get a, like a, you know, can I get a few minutes with you? He's like, Practice is over, Houdini. <laughs> Magic is trying so hard to impress him, you know, and trying to be, yeah, you know, at least a leader with him, you know, trying to, trying to, you know, say, hey, look, I can do this for you. I can do this. Like, I can make this team great and stuff like that, you know. And yep. Green wasn't having it for a while. And then, you know, he finally calmed down and, you know, he went, he went to the mosque, meditated, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. finally, kind of saw a vision type of thing and you can see him try to start to feel it and start to open up a little and start to get a little bit more involved with the team and with the guys and stuff like that. And I thought that was pretty cool just to see that involvement, you know, how, how yep. that relationship is going to start to grow and stuff like that. That's, that's the most I got out of it. I, I really enjoyed that part of it. Yeah. Did you guys happen to see past the credits? Either one of you guys? Uh, yeah. Watch the, the previews for the upcoming episodes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I did. I didn't know if you guys had noticed that or if it was from past episodes too, because I don't really remember it from past episodes because usually when the episode was over, I just turned it off, but I just happened to be on my phone and I was, you know, like, you know, showing all the upcoming weeks. And then it shows like a little sit down with Rick Fox and the two actors that were playing Kareem and magic and the producer of the show, I think it was. So mm-hmm. did you guys see all that? Yeah. Uh, well, two things. One, the preview thing isn't after every episode, but the okay, Rick Fox, okay. but the Rick Fox thing, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't really seen any of it because I normally watch it on Mondays or Tuesdays. I'm on lunch hour, so depending on you know time allowances, yeah, I just kind of shut it off and you know you just keep, keep moving back, keep going back to work. But yeah, yeah. I thought Kobe too. I, one of my parts uh, in episode five that was funny when uh you know it's the, the first game of the season and mckinney's trying to you know kind of pump up cap a little bit at halftime and he tells yeah. him you know i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna finish with 30 points and 10 rebounds i'm gonna lead the team and, da, da, da. and then like <laughs> he looks at the box score and he's like damn that's and what he's like that's exactly what he said he got 30 <laughs> that's exactly like what that. he said he was gonna get yeah i did like that that's, part that was cool that's yeah. i think i think kobe would do 
And, yeah. and I think uh, just them, them trying to get like Jack McKinney to smile and laugh and Kareem to do the same. Like that was all funny and fun to me, you know, yeah. like to, just to see. So, no, nah, it was, it was, it was cool. It was a cool episode. What'd you guys, what'd you guys make of, uh, you know, obviously Magic Johnson being his rookie season. He's, you know, trying to bring the hype and we all know Magic and we all know how he is and his personality and uh, Kareem being, you know, obviously what we saw in that episode and how his demeanor always is like even to this day um what did you guys make of that little scuffle that they got into in the in the locker room i thought it was basically you know korean um hey you know this is how things should be or whatever this is how you should act and stuff like that he's not used to a, a guy like magic with that kind of personality and stuff coming in and you know being all happy all the time smiling and all that stuff and magic's like hey wait a minute you know i'm working my butt off over here and mm-hmm sitting on the sidelines while we're the rest of us are trying to make this work and he stood up for him and the team he's trying to say hey you know this is supposed to be your team you're not doing your part what's up and then he took it to heart and you know there goes the scuffle but yeah that's how i took it well i think one it shows the 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 maturation process beginning right that's like stage one and it shows the leadership skills of a guy like magic but it also shows the leadership skills of kareem right because you're going to have that little friction, right? Maybe when someone's having those kind of conversations that are difficult, right? And, but then it works. Kareem ends up feeding off of that. He sees, okay, this guy is not just about, I'm going to come to Hollywood and and run up and down the court smiling. I want to win. I want to make everybody better. Mm -hmm. And now it kind of feeds into Kareem's energy. And, you know, people forget, you know, if you remember at that point in Kareem's career, they thought that he was, you know, almost done, right. He was on the end of his career and they didn't, and they thought that he was, you know, to the point where he was not going to be super productive anymore. Yeah. And magic ends up getting, getting him to still play at a high level. And the rest is, you know, so to speak history. Yep. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, I know you guys want to get to this uh, final segment here. So I want to hand it over to, Kobe and Billy to close out this week's show with a final recap of this weekend's wild WrestleMania 38 gentlemen, take it away. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. WrestleMania was awesome. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin stole the show as expected. I loved it. Yeah. (laughs) You got a guy that's coming out of retirement after 19 years in uh, at the age of 57 and just looks like he never lost a step. Billy, we talked about this in the text. Yep. Super impressive. That was awesome. Yeah. It turned out to be much more than we expected. And even I think uh, our, our guest last week, Victor Pritchard, uh, who is a big time wrestling fan. He helps us out with the, um, you know, with the pod. He does shows with all these guys. Even he predicted on the last pod. We thought, Stone Cold would go in there, do the KO show, and then maybe wrestle for five or ten minutes tops. But uh, that ended up being a no-holds-barred match for like 30 minutes. And he hit the stunner. He got the win on KO. Uh, Then he stuns Byron Saxton and then does it again the next day on Austin Theory, Vince McMahon, Pat McAfee. Oh, my God. It was just classic. I enjoyed it, even though the main event was whatever. Um, I didn't really prefer the Brock and uh, Roman Reigns match too much, but what are your thoughts, Billy? 
Yeah, I, I love that, you know, Austin went outside the ring and, you know, he took some hits and some slams and, you know, it, it was a lot more than I expected. And I'm sure a lot of people didn't expect any of that. They probably just expect, oh, they're going to, you know, throw some beer around and a couple of stunners or something. Yeah. And call it a day. But they'd had a full-on match and he, he held full his Full-on own- match. You know, that all that whole stunner defense. <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> That was a whole mess, but. Everything else was great. And, yeah, you're right about the Lesnar and Reigns. I mean, they basically – this is the thing that I don't like about the Brock Lesnar matches in main events anymore because with him, it's just finishers, right? You know. Fives and spears. uh, Yeah, a couple of other things here and there, but mostly that's all it is. And, you know, Reigns Reigns took it all. But, uh, yeah, you know, I I liked – I actually liked the Austin match a lot better than uh, the Reigns and – I wish that would have been Sunday instead. Oh yeah, I agree. I, I I feel like the first night was actually probably better than the second night, and that's the funny thing is that we talked about it on the pod. We were like, oh yeah, the second night's going to be better than the first night. Yeah, there was all these good matches, and you know there were some good matches on the second night, but the first night seemed a lot more smoother, a little bit more seamless. Mm-hmm. Um, the KO Stone Cold Steve Austin thing was perfect like it all went down exactly how it needed to exactly yeah ko out there running his mouth you know he makes a perfect heel for stone cold to come in and just you know whoop him up in the middle of texas you know like of course that's that's the route you want to go and then the second night just kind of seemed a little clunkier for whatever reason i don't know what it was um but you know you know maybe it had to do with at the end of the day that roman reigns was not really in control of the last five to 10 minutes of that fight with Brock Lesnar. And, you know, Brock was winning handedly easily. And then all of a sudden Roman just spears him and the match is over. So I kind of thought that they rushed that a little bit. Maybe they could have dragged that out a little bit longer. Um, But I mean, man, like it, it was a great, it was a great WrestleMania weekend. Again, like they've only done it like that, like a couple years now uh, where it's a two night event because normally it's always been just one night, but they, they did it for these last few years for a couple nights for, for a weekend. And uh, it was fun. You know, It, it was probably the best of the dual night events that they do. And you know, it is what it is. We, we had a great time. Uh, Anthony, your boy, the Miz won, and then uh, yeah, and Logan turned Paul. on Logan Paul and gave him the uh, the finale. Yeah, um, and and the report came out today. Logan Paul set a Guinness World Record for buying a Illustrator Pikachu for five point two million dollars. It's like one of the rarest Pokemon cards you can get. There's only thirty nine in existence. I think this is the only one that's a PSA ten, and he purchased it for 5.2 million for the world record so Wonder where he got that money from <laughs> <laughs> i know right bobby lashley beat omos finally someone beat omos and uh last night on raw mvp came out he did his thing introduced lashley and omos came out and mvp turned on lashley now omos is with mvp i did see that yeah i did see that i i was watching it last night uh this ready for getting ready for my work day today. And I saw it last night on raw. Yeah, you're right. And that's crazy. And there are a few moments uh, in WWE this weekend that were a little surprising. That was one of them. Um, another one was uh, Johnny Knoxville with the giant mouse trap. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> uh, 
Wee Man came out and Body Slam Sami Zayn too. So yeah, that yeah was- there was a lot of crazy moments from uh, WrestleMania this weekend that were fun. We saw Ezekiel Elliott out there, you know, obviously because that's his stadium. Yeah. Uh, we saw him pregame, you know. So there was a lot of cool, fun moments from the weekend, and it was fun. It was fun to see. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Like I said, you know, like we both agree that Saturday was, you know, a lot smoother and probably the most more exciting of the two, which, you know, we were both surprised about. But I enjoyed it. And it was great. And, you know, looking forward to next year. Yeah, thanks, gentlemen, for that uh, fantastic wrap-up of an exciting wrestling weekend. And once again, another sports week in the books. And we'll come back at you next week with, our usual take on the Lakers and everything else in the world of sports. And we thank you guys for listening. And as always check us out on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast, Twitter, hit us up on the Instagram. We uh, love to see the feedback and I appreciate you guys listening. Yeah. I'm going to go watch our season come to an end. <laughs> Peace. Hey. Thank you.